Stevenson to the outside. They score! From the left wing circle, Jack Eichel makes it 2-0 Vegas. Because one hour isn't enough, we welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Carlson for Stone in front. He scores! Five two nights. Mark Stone, two goals, one assist, three points. From the Findlay Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at lbsportsnetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Picks down, drop the puck. That's a new thing that we're doing in hour number two. I feel like we should have had the sticks down in hour number one, but hey, I digress. VGK Insider Show rolling along here on a Tuesday. The Golden Knights take game three and game four up in Winnipeg and a 3-1 series lead. 90% of the time, a 3-1 series lead spells a victory for the team that is leading 3-1. So that is a good omen for the Vegas Golden Knights. However, however, and we've talked about it at length earlier on in the show, you want to end this in five games. If you're the Golden Knights, you have a great opportunity to end this series early in five games and reap the reward of rest. I know it's early in a playoff run. It has been a physical series. It has been a rough-and-tumble type of series. And for the Golden Knights, a, a team that has players that have come back from injury and have lost time this season due to injury, the more rest between rounds you can get, the better. So for the Golden Knights, I'm expecting a fever pitch type of performance from them on Thursday in game number five because you know Winnipeg's going to be desperate. Even if they don't have Mark Shifley in the lineup, they're going to have a full complement of players. They're going to push the pace, and it's an opportunity in front of some of those younger players for the Winnipeg Jets to prove that they could be more than what they are right now. Well, the other aspect of this is, is no offense to the great city of Winnipeg, but who the hell wants to go back there? <laughs> well, Right? Like, like if you're... Now, I get it, can you, right? Like, can you imagine Mallard having to go back to Winnipeg? Yeah. Like, after after the, the, the day of travel he had getting there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. boy. Like, I, I, I know nobody in the media wants to go back, you know? And, and it's not a knock on the city. I'm, I say that as, like, a... Look, if you're the Golden Knights and you win Thursday night, mm-hmm. you're going to be home with your family. Yep. You're going to sleep in your own bed for probably, what, the next 10, 12 days? I don't know if it's that long, but you've got a weekend off. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, and there'll be practice time for sure, but more than anything, it's it's the ability to take a break from the nightly beating that you're taking. And that's what it is. Like, the the intensity level between the regular season and the playoffs is astounding. When you realize that there are teams, right, that go through 82 games, and the Golden Knights being one of those teams – the Seattle Kraken, the, the Colorado, literally every single team in the playoffs right now, maybe except for the Florida Panthers. Um, there is another level that they reach in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And when you see it on full display and every single check is, is finished and every single puck is battled for and every single battle means something a little bit more, when you see that level, it, it, it is amazing that there are teams that are even standing come the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, it's so hard to win in the playoffs and as much rest as you can accrue over the course of your run, the better off you're going to be. Well, I remember that first season when they went through their their run to the Stanley Cup final. There were guys talking about how beaten up they were Mm -hmm. that literally if they had to play another game, they don't know if they would have been able to go out on the ice and and do it. Yeah, because the, the, the and that's a team that had rest. 
Right? Like, they, they dispatched the Kings in four. Yep. They beat the Sharks in six. Six games. And then they beat the Jets in five. Yeah. So th- this whole time, Washington is going through. The Columbus series was was pretty long because I remember they lost the first two games. I think they won, they won it in six. I don't remember who they beat in the second round. And then they ended up beating, was it uh, Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh in the second round. I don't remember who they beat in the in the in the Western Conference or Eastern Conference final to get there. But no, I think it was Tampa because it was in my if I'm remembering correctly, it was Columbus, Pittsburgh, Tampa. Okay. On the route on, on that yes, road it for was, it was Tampa because, because because I everybody in the hockey world wanted Vegas Tampa. Yes. Because they were the two best teams in the league all season long. That game they played at T Mobile that game season that they was played phenomenal. At T-Mobile, it would have been in my estimation, the best possible Stanley Cup final, and I also think it would have been a favorable matchup for the Golden Knights in that moment. But uh, yeah, it was the, the 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 Tampa Bay Lightning, the the Washington Capitals win, all that. But your your points well taken in that the Golden Knights got a lot of rest through those first three rounds of the playoffs. That will pay dividends for you as you get deeper and deeper, especially with how physical the first round has been for not just the Golden Knights and the Winnipeg Jets, but everyone else playing. And I know I'm talking a lot about Los Angeles-Edmonton. That has been a nasty series. It has been an up-and-down series. There have been a lot of extracurriculars and a lot of liberties taken. If those two teams go seven, and I believe they will, if the Golden Knights can finish this off in five that is such an advantage, and it might not be an advantage in game number one, but as that next series goes... The longer it goes, yeah. It'll be so much better for the Vegas Golden Knights. But before we get there, Chris Chapman did a fantastic job last night filling in for me. So stick taps to Chapman on the pregame intermission and postgame show. Um, we got to get to our game ratings because we've talked a lot about the game last night. We've gotten into the particulars, but we haven't gotten to the ratings yet. Hit the stinger. Welcome to my latest experiment. This is a big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life. Ah, uh, well, it's a DeLorean, right? Bear with what me, Marty. All your questions will be answered. Roll yeah. tape. All right, so this one should be pretty easy. What do you got, Chapman? Yeah, you know, it's funny because Dan Duvin, when, when, when we were doing the crosstalk, he said, oh, it's not a Picasso or whatever you guys are rating it. So he listened to the show. He oh, knows. Yeah. He he knows. Did you tell him it's... I told it's, him it's a DeLorean, and he got to go kick out of it. He's like, oh, DeLorean. So, yeah. um... Okay. Yeah, look... We, we've had this conversation multiple times. I could care less about yep. about the product. <laughs> I could care less about how they get there, yep. right? Like this isn't a five star restaurant right now. Like you're not you're not concerned with the the way the table is set or the napkins and you know if the appetizer is good or bad. All you're concerned about is that steak dinner, mm-hmm. and the steak dinner was delicious last night. The Golden Knights took take care of it. It's a Delorean. They're up three games to one in the series. Five out of five. I mean, I don't know what else I could give it. Playoff wins. Are five out of fives. Playoff wins are DeLoreans. It's just yep. that simple because you need 16 of them, mm-hmm. and I don't care what they look like. It doesn't matter what they look like. If you're able to find 16, you win the ultimate prize. And so for the Golden Knights, one step closer. You've got three of 16. You have an opportunity to close things out on home ice in game number five. And when you kind of put that into the context of what the conversation was after game number one, the Golden Knights have put themselves in a really, really good spot in this series. It was never time to panic after game one. You cannot overreact to one game. And I think what the Golden Knights have shown over the course of this series is that they have the depth to handle any team on any given night. And the Winnipeg Jets, 
They are up against it right now in terms of injuries. If no Josh Morrissey is is absolutely gutting for this Winnipeg team. But if you don't have Mark Shifley and Nick Ehlers cannot go in game number five, as depleted as Winnipeg is, you've got to find a way to put them away. You have to. And that's really what's at stake for the Golden Knights. You have a team on the ropes, both in the series and physically. Golden Knights have to absolutely take advantage of it and put the Winnipeg Jets out of their misery. Yeah, you're you're at that part when you were a kid and you played Mortal Kombat where the voice says, <laughs> finish him. Yeah. Well, you're pretty close to that right now. Like, that's where you're at. All you got to do is put the combination in and you, whatever your finishing move wow. is, you know, that's, that's what happens. So, um, look, take care of business on Thursday. Send the Winnipeg Jets back to Winnipeg without hopes of a another home game. I mean, look, it, it's... There's there's some some sentimental things that could happen in Winnipeg, right? Like certain guys may have played their last game with the Jets last night in yep. in Winnipeg. Who cares? If you're the Golden Knights, who cares? No time to be sentimental. Finish the, finish the job. Take like care of business. It. I like it. We've had a Mortal Kombat reference and a Thanos reference <laughs> yes. in the same show. This is just finish phenomenal. him. Yeah. Imagine what happens when when Mallard takes the day off. Anyway, let's go to Bruce Cassidy who addressed the media earlier today before the team flew back from Winnipeg, hoping to not have to fly back to Winnipeg. Here's Bruce Cassidy. What does the three hour plane ride back look like for a coach today? Well, we'll go through the game, um, sort through the good, kind of pick apart the, the stuff we want to get better at and you know, get focused on uh, on game five. I think it's a good mental day for the players to not think about hockey, so we won't do any meetings or anything like that. We'll pick that up on uh, days today, on, two, on Wednesday, when we get back to practice. What's the most valuable thing you can get out of the next two days besides the mental rest? Well, you, if you know, if there's specific areas of your game, then you got to work on them Wednesday. I thought we did that after game one. We were fortunate to get right back on the ice, get to practice, and I think it was good for us. Um, and, and again, I think they'll say the same thing. They'll want to work on the, the areas they need to get better. And, and sometimes it's just walking through it that puts it in their the guy the players' minds. Okay, this is what we're talking about on the certain adjustments or power play entry or whatever the case may be. Um, and then get ready to, to to win another hockey game. Do you feel like your power play is coming along longer marks in there? Uh, I, I think it's been better. Um, Different reason, A, he helps it. There's no doubt, no matter where we play him. Uh, the numbers back that up. Uh, I think Jack's got a little more of a shot mentality. The other day, it really helped us. Um, now maybe they're overplaying that, so you go to your next option. That's what power plays are all about. Whatever's there, you take. Um, so I think that's helped. Marsh made a great play to Carly at, at the top of the crease. So him playing a little higher, I think the game before he got lower. Um, more of a threat, shooting threat and passing threat. So you got, you know, keep them sort of guessing on what we're going to do next. And then it's obviously execution. I've said that. If they make plays and don't force pucks through people all the time, pass around until you get the shot you want, and then you take a little more risk, then we're going to be dangerous because, you know, we got guys that can, can make plays, and that's what happened last night. I don't know if we got credit for one. I don't think so. But I still think it was a factor in the game how we – um, built momentum off the first one, and then eventually, I guess, scored right after in the second. Do you feel like you're drawing more in this series than you were in the regular season? I feel we're around the same. I think we've drawn a few more uh, the other night because it was game one in Winnipeg, and there was a lot of emotion. That's why I think we got a few more. But no more um, 
like active power, like, you know, in mo I think there was a couple of physicality ones, let's put it that way, then probably came with the moment more than, than um, maybe how we were playing. This is the first time in the playoffs with this group. What have you learned uh, about your team through four? Uh, resiliency. We've been able to push through bad moments or moments that didn't go our way. I think that's been the biggest key for us. I mean, I think Winnipeg, when they're talking, feel like they're right there. So obviously when you're up 3-1 and you're down 3-1 and they feel they're right there, then we've been able to get through those moments and get back to our game and get the timely goal, timely save, timely clear, timely block, whatever you want to, you know, the, the, the game-changing or swinging uh, series of events, I think we've been able to handle well. That's what I've learned about our guys. We're not shying away from... Uh, adversity or a bad stretch, we're kind of pulling up our socks and getting back to work. Thinking early in the year, it seemed like this group picked up your defensive system maybe faster than expected. In the playoffs, have you noticed that when you make adjustments, um, have, have they, are they quick to adjust to those? Well, uh, I think so. We haven't done a lot. What they've done is, I think Winnipeg is like us. I don't think there's, a, there's these big secrets out there from game to game. I think they try to play to their game. Get the four check going. Uh, if they got some rush space, they tend to double up whatever side they come in on an entry. We, we, we've done a better job at that each game. Game one, they exposed us a little on that. Did a little, little more, even though we pre-scouted it until you live it. You know, now we go to practice that day. We, we talked about that. We work on our rush defense, and every day it's in the video. So we've tightened up the chances there and given them less space. Uh, Nita Ryder still scores a goal on that similar type of play the other day. So we're not perfect on it, and they'll still do it. But um, <clears throat> so whatever we have done, I think we've, our guys have been pretty good at. They have hit that high forward, a stretch and tip play where they throw it into the middle and then have the outside speed. They haven't burnt us on it in terms of getting a shot off the rush, but that'll start their forecheck. So there's different th ways we've talked about that without trying to change what we've done all year. So maybe we've got to give something up, just be ready for it, and, and how do we counter it? So that's kind of how we've attacked uh, some of the things. You said that a lot of their penalties were more physicality-driven, not necessarily how you're playing, but what does it tell you Jack is doing right when he's drawing the number of penalties he has? Well, they're targeting him, right? And that's playoff hockey. Like, that's one of the conversations we had. when you There's guys' numbers that are circled on the board a little more than others in the playoffs. And it's not like, hey, you got to go and kill this guy. It's we gotta, we got to limit him. Try to push him out of the series. Whatever your term is, make it tough on him. Make him earn his space, and he's one of those guys. So you saw it with Dubois' second penalty. You know, I think it was a little unnecessary. Uh, gets us on the power play, and, and um, good for Jack. I mean, that's part of the education of playoff hockey, how to push through and then, and then uh, excel in the same, at the same time. And we've talked about that. The players that can process quickly and have the foot speed can really excel in the playoffs if they're playing with their heads up because guys are running around because they've been told hey this is a guy we want to slow down so if you can adjust to that and handle it I, i've seen good players do that where they really excel because players are running out of position and they recognize that um and that that's one of the, the the key things that separate the teams that keep their composure i think and open up ice for yourself because it's tough out there because everyone you know, is doing what they want to do or, or have to do to limit you. And so you got to find a way to, to expose uh, aggressiveness at times. And, and I think he's doing a good job with that. Just because it's been a while, do you have anything new on Carrier or Thompson? Uh, Will is skating. I know that with our extra guys. Um, you know, again, no timeline. Till he, he did join us, then he did, then he went back. So he is on the ice. So, um, 
you know, we're hoping he's progressing well. We'll get an update probably tomorrow because there's, you know, today or tomorrow, but won't change much in the one or two days. Uh, Thompson is not on the ice. Who, who's the other guy you asked me? Carey, there was just those, the, two. those two. Yeah. So, so I guess, um, I don't know if that answers it, but Will is, 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 is farther along than Thompson. Something happened there with him when he came back other than that, that he wasn't. Who, Will? So, yeah. No, I think with his injury, it, it just requires time. And, there, and there, there's always, with certain injuries, they go through a checklist of what, you know, what, okay, what can we do in practice, how much intensity, and I think they maybe, he, he hit an intensity level that he wasn't quite prepared for, so they're going to back it off a little, and we'll get, try to get him back to that level. And um, I mean, obviously, he'd be a great guy to get back in the mix, but until he's here, um, you know, we'll, we'll sort of plug away. Probably reading too much into it, but at the near the end of the game, time winding down, you're on the bench here, you give him Brett Howden pats on the shoulder. It just looked like you were really excited for the guy after he scored that empty yeah, net. Yeah, listen, he's he's done a really good job up there. Take away the goals. The first goal was huge, obviously. You know, we, we counter, but you know, he's in there, you know, physically engaged in the hockey game, trying to help that line forecheck, uh, create space going to the net. And I, I, I got a lot of time for guys that work their way up. Um, you know, and, and then get a little limelight, especially a guy from here, you know, his family's here, or, or I don't know exactly, I'm not a Western guy around here. Um, I know Gary's from here, but I don't I know, know if he's, all right. So, uh, you know, and, and the, he's, a, he's a likable guy, uh, Howie, just, you know, a lot of good news, just became a dad. All, all that stuff for me is, is good for Howie, and he's become a real good golden knight for us, a guy that I didn't know a lot about the start of the year, to be honest with you, if he'd be um, a guy at this time of the year that would be helping us. So happy to see that. There's Bruce Cassidy as he addressed the media today as the Golden Knights have a 3-1 lead over the Winnipeg Jets in this first-round playoff matchup between the two hockey clubs. And, and you know, one of the things, you know, Bruce kind of touched on there, obviously the updates on Will Carrier skating, uh, not with the team, but skating, progressing, getting closer. Logan Thompson not on the ice, not skating. But, um, you know, the idea that this is a team that is able to kind of deal with adversity, that it's a team that is not phased. We, we kind of talked about it in segment number one. We were taking phone calls. We talked about it with Darren Millard. If you're going to look at a character trait for Stanley Cup champions, it's the ability to turn the page when things don't go your way in a game or, or believe that if you just get back to the things that made you successful, you'll be able to win hockey games. And I think for the Golden Knights, if you're looking at one thing that has them up 3-1 over the course of four games in this ma- in this first-round matchup, it's their ability to not panic no matter what the situation is. Could overreact to game number one. The Golden Knights didn't do that, and they found their game. And they've found something, in my estimation, in Loren Brossois, who has been fantastic so far through four games against the Winnipeg Jets. And I'm going to bring Chapman in here because I, I got to get your take on this. The idea of while losing in a game, Okay, like let's put that in context. You're losing in a game three to two. If you lose the game, you're going down three to one in the series. What do you make of the chant, you're a backup from the Winnipeg Jets fans? Because, like, I don't understand the idea. Because you're losing the game, you're about to go down three one in the series, and you're talking about, you're chanting to Loren Brossois, you're a backup. You're, you're losing the series. <laughs> you're about to go down 3-1. You've got a, a Vezina caliber guy in Connor Hellebuck who is losing to Loren Brossois, and you think it's an insult <laughs> to say you're a backup? 
Well, it's it's a bit. I'm going to throw a Star Wars reference here. Anakin uh, taking out Obi Wan, right? I mean, the the apprentice has now become oh my the goodness. man. So it, it's 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 a it was a weird chant because for all the reasons you mentioned, like yeah, you know what? They, you're, you're losing the game, you're losing the series. But let's let's be 100 honest here, Ryan. Connor Hellebuck hasn't been good. He no. hasn't been great. No, like, he like, hasn't. Like we expect more, and and hopefully we don't get it. <laughs> but we expect more from Connor Hellebuck, and and Lauren Brossois has matched him and been better, I think, in the series. Now Brossois hasn't stolen a game. He hasn't needed to. But he hasn't needed to. And and you know I was I was on with with Ed and Tyler this morning on on ESPN and. They asked me what like what has to happen for the Winnipeg Jets to win the series, like to come all the way back, force a game seven, win the series. I'm like, Connor Hellebuck has to have three straight shutouts. Like that's how I view it, right? And and I'm being facetious. Like I don't think he has to have three straight shutouts, but he can't give up more than a goal. No, I, I don't and, think and, they and can. Look, let's 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 look at the numbers here. He's given up what 14 goals in four games, and in one of those games, he only allowed one goal. So the last three games, he's given up 13 goals. So, yeah, I'm right. I'm right. Yeah, because they've scored 15 goals in the series. One, one empty net. What are you doing, math? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, it, it's 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 just not. It, I, it, it was it was it was poorly executed. It was it was dumb. Like, well, it, I, I I just don't understand. Like like clearly, Laurent Brossois is not a backup goalie. Well, okay, number he one, he may have been the backup to yeah. a Vezina Trophy winning goalie. Sure, yeah. But Laurent Brossois is a starting goalie well, in the a, NHL. He's a, he's a starting goalie for the top team in the Western Conference. Yeah. He is a starting goalie for the Vegas Golden Knights, who have a three one series lead. And when you chant, "You're a backup," what does that mean then for Connor Hellebuck? Like, what does it mean then for your team? If, you, if you're if you're a fan, you're losing you, to you're, a quote you're backup. making fun of yourselves. You're not actually <laughs> making fun of Lorraine Brossois. Like, come up with something better. Be inventive. I don't care what it is, but chanting "You're a backup" to the guy that is beating your team <laughs> and beating, playing better than your Vesna caliber goaltender doesn't actually do the thing that you think it's doing. It, it makes you look worse in comparison. You know what's funny. I, I talked to Dan a little bit last night about Lauren, and Dan described him as as even keeled. Yeah, I think Gary used the word zen like. Yeah, where where he's just so mellow and so easygoing, and Dan, and and Dan said he walks around the lobby of the hotel with his book, and he likes to read, and he's a quiet guy. But I don't know if you happen to catch his post game comments last night when he was asked about, and he said he heard it. Yeah. And he said it was just fuel. Yeah. So, and, like, clearly trying to insult the guy just fired him up. Yeah. Like, he was fired up. This even keeled, just mellow, you turned Clark Kent into Superman. He went in the phone booth, and he, he came out, and he was, he was an un, I don't want to say an unstoppable force, but he was pretty damn good. No, he and made he's the been saves. really good in the series. He made the saves. And, and that's what you're asking your goaltender to do. And through four games, the Golden Knights have gotten that version of Loren Brossois. And if the Golden Knights are able to close things out in game number five, it'll be because Loren Brossois continues to make the saves he's supposed to make. And speaking of game number five, if you want to be entered into a drawing to potentially win tickets for game number five, you're going to want to dial up 702 
876-1340 right now. 702-876-1340. Caller number nine. You're a winner of a VGK hat courtesy of Porta Subs, and you'll be qualified into the drawing for a pair of tickets for game number five between Vegas and Winnipeg. 702-876. Caller number nine. You're a winner. One-timers are next. Carlson left corner. Centered. One-timer. Score! It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insider Show. One-timers. News and notes from around the NHL. We're going to take this time right now to check in on some of the other first-round matchups happening in the National Hockey League Stanley Cup playoffs. <laughs> oh, boy. 2 nothing, Dallas. Another power play goal. Not on the Marcus Fleen. Okay, we'll, we'll get into Dallas-Minnesota right now. Okay, so right now, it is 2-0 Dallas. Eight minutes, 56 seconds left in the first period. Minnesota wins game number three. And then lose game number four as Marcus Foligno's penalized a couple of times, a couple of power play goals on those penalties. And Foligno kind of gave it to the refs after the game, right? Saying that it's ridiculous and arrogant. Arrogant was the word choice used. Two minutes, 15 seconds into the game tonight. Marcus Foligno ejected. Five-minute major game misconduct for kneeing Radic Faxa. The Dallas Stars score eight seconds into that major power play. And for a Minnesota Wild team, as Pete DeBoer pointed out, that is the sixth most penalized team in the league this year. They just cannot help themselves from taking penalties. Uh, another penalty to Jake Middleton. And now it's a 2-0 lead for the Dallas Stars. Are the Minnesota Wild too undisciplined, Chris Chapman? Well, if you watch this series, it certainly <laughs> seems like they are. And and I think Pete DeBoer irked them a little bit oh, yeah. when, when he made those comments, right? Like, like we, we talked about the, the back and forth between Dean Evanson and, and, and Pete DeBoer, and Pete, he made a joke out of it. Whereas I think Minnesota took it serious, and I, th- I think it irked them. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I think it's one of those, this is a series where I think it's still going to maybe go the distance, but it looks like the Wild are unraveling. And Dallas at home, they're yeah. in firm, full control. Um, <laughs> I, I just wonder what's what's next in this series because it, it's had a little bit of everything. Uh, I think I think it's the the Dallas Stars winning it in six games. I think that's what's next for the series. I think the Minnesota Wild are are overmatched, and if they keep taking penalties, they're not going to have uh, a chance in this one because the Dallas Stars have scored nine power play goals, nine. Through four games in a period, Chapman. Yeah, Nine it's rid- ridiculous. Power play goals. And when and when you've got Jake Ottinger behind you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like giving him a two goal advantage. And I know Gustafson's played really well, mm-hmm. but you give you give Ottinger a two goal advantage and you know you, look Ropey Hints has ten points already in the series. <laughs> ten points. Oh, it's beautiful. It's amazing. Which, which is a Dallas Star. He ties the Dallas Star playoff record with Mike. When you, when you see some of the names yeah. on that list, Mike yeah. Madonna yeah. jumps out. You're yeah. like, okay, yeah, that, that's pretty damn good. He still has two and two two and a half periods left mm-hmm. in this game, yep. and he's going to have at least one more. What a, what an underrated player. You know, they had Rope Hints bobblehead yeah. a few a few weeks ago, yeah. and I so wanted to email someone at the Dallas Stars and ask them to send me one. Of course you did. Because it would have been just such a cool thing to have on my desk, but I I didn't. Maybe hey, next year. Maybe next year. 
Rope. Okay, moving on. Um, New York Islanders are up two to nothing on the Carolina Hurricanes. The Islanders absolutely need this game. Scary moment on the the Islanders' second goal of the game. Brock Nelson scores it. The puck ends up hitting Sebastian Ajo in the face. Wait, which Sebastian Ajo? Carolina Hurricanes, Sebastian okay. Ajo. And the puck comes off of Ajo's face, and Nelson is able to tap it out of midair into the back of the net. Sebastian Ajo was able to return to the game, so that's a good thing. Uh, but just unfortunate luck there for the Carolina Hurricanes, who have a 3-1 series lead. But the Islanders, if they win this one, Game 6 will be at home at UBS Arena. It could be pretty uncomfortable for Carolina, who has been really missing that top end of their lineup. Not necessarily throughout the entire series, but missing it right now as they're getting shut out with seven and eh, about seven minutes left in the second period. I I'm not really interested in that series. I've made it very clear, <laughs> abundantly clear. I'm not really interested in that series, uh, but a, a series I am very much interested in. Seattle Kraken, Colorado Avalanche. Oh I don't boy. know many who thought after four games this one would be dead even, two games apiece. It's a best of three right now for the Seattle Kraken against the defending Stanley Cup champions. Valeri Nachuskin out for Colorado due to personal reasons. No real updates or information there. And they will be without Kale McCarr in a pivotal game number five. McCarr ejected, or I'm sorry, suspended for one game after an egregiously late and dangerous high hit to Jared McCann. One game equates to two. In the, like one game in the playoffs equates to two in the regular season. Should it have been more? Well, you you mentioned ejected. I have no idea how they reviewed that. And yeah, then, I don't. And then, and then I don't either. Lowered lowered the the time on the power play for minutes for for, so, for yeah, Seattle. It, it was but, called a five minute major. They reviewed it, dropped it down to a two minute minor. I'm with you. I don't understand that either. Kind of ridiculous, but just the one-game suspension. Your thoughts on that one? Well, what bothers me is Kale McCarr is a guy who has a history of head injuries. Yeah. And for him to take... Bad the, hit. Yeah. It, 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 and it doesn't mean he's a dirty player. Like, I saw that thrown around. Look, the guy made... It's one hit. It doesn't make him a dirty player. He's not a Vander Kane. Let's not, let's not you know, equate him to that level. It was, it was bad. It was late. But... It was it was one time. Now, if it becomes a repeat thing with him, sure. But I didn't like the hit. I didn't like the fact that they they reviewed it and then knocked it down. He should have been ejected. And I I feel like one game is probably enough. But I wouldn't have had an issue if they would have said two. I would have I would have been given Michael Bunting got three. Yes, yes. I think Kale McCarr should have gotten well. At least and and, two. and here here's the here's the way I always look at this. When you say one game equals two, shouldn't it be more severe in the playoffs? I agree. Like, Jared McCann might not be able to return, right? Like, that was a pretty... He, he, Dave, the way Dave, he Haxall, was, Dave Haxall already ruled him out of game five. Yeah, the way he left the ice... Yeah, doesn't look good. That was nasty. Yeah. And, and, and I understand that you can't rate... A suspension based on the injury, but it was a bad hit. You it, should it, take it into account, though. I I, I think you can, but you like know, if, some, the, if the Kraken are are without their top goal scorer for the rest of the and series, he forty goals. Yeah, that's a problem. It is a problem, and, and, and especially on a hit where the puck wasn't even in play. Yeah, like he McCarr said, he didn't know where the he lost track of the puck. Well, well, that's on you, right? That's your fault. Have to be aware in every situation. And regardless of whether or not you lost track of the puck, you didn't have to finish through his head. Yes. Period. 
smashing his face. It, it was a bit like Evander Kane hey, listen, when, when you, he smashed Drew Doughty's face into you, the glass the other night. You know that I'm a big Kale McCarr guy. Yeah, we love think, him. We're, think, we're, we're big fans of the guy. I think one game is light, to be completely honest with you. It, especially with, with the with the three-game suspension to Michael Bunting, to me, this one is a bit light. Um, let's... Do you, do you believe that the Kraken have any chance in this series? Best of three. I do. Yeah. Because I feel like they have nothing to lose. Right? Like they're not supposed to be in this series. They're not supposed to they're not supposed to be tied at two. Yeah. I think I think if most I think most people said if they were in the series at three to one yeah. going into game five, it was a good thing for them. They're 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 a good team. They're well coached. They've got some really like it had been so long since we saw them. Yeah. I forgot how many high end players they have. Like they've got good players, so they they're do. a good team. Yep. And I'm 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 a bit surprised that it is two two, but I wouldn't. I I think they have every opportunity in the world to win this series. My bracket is pulling for them. That's all I got to say on the Seattle Kraken. <laughs> Not mine. Um. Okay. I I gotta get your opinion on two more. Oh, man, there's there's just not enough time. Oh not no, not enough time in one timers. Well, you um, know we don't really have to do a catching up with Chapman. So. Okay. Well, let's let's go to Akira Schmid. Akira Schmid. Yes. Day. Yes. Saving the day for the one goal in the in, in 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 the two two goals in the two games he's played. Remember, I asked you. Okay. Yes. The Carolina Hurricanes had a two nothing series lead over the Islanders. The New York Rangers had a two nothing lead series lead over the New Jersey Devils. I asked you which which team is going to make a series out of this, and you said <laughs> the Islanders. No faith in your Devils. No, none, none at all. Look, they they. First of all, Jonas Siegenthaler with the game winning goal oh, last night. Oh, so like, beautiful! Like, where the hell did that come from? Like, who had who had that guy on the bingo card scoring the game winning goal? But take a guy out of the lineup. He yeah, wants to prove. You know, it's 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 a really strange series because the Devils blown out both games yep. in New Jersey. Oh, I think they found something. I think they did too. And and I I oh, I gotta win game five. Win game I, five. And and I. You're you're going home, and I, I recognize that the the, the road team has, has won every game so far. In this I don't series. think it matters at this point. I don't think it matters either because you've you've got trust in your goaltender. Number one, you've got Jack Hughes really starting to feel it. That's huge yeah. for the Devils, and they suffocated the Rangers at five on five defensively. If the Rangers aren't scoring power play goals, and they haven't over the last two games, the Devils have kind of figured it out. They're not going to score in this series. Period. Yeah. Full stop. Period. So. I think the Devils have figured something out. I still believe the Devils are going to win this series. Oh my gosh, that would it would be glorious for the Garden State for the Devils <laughs> to defeat the Rangers once again in the playoffs. Okay, uh, Toronto and Tampa Bay. They're they're going to do it, man. They're oh, they're, they're going to do it. You okay? So it's a three-one series lead now for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I think how, I think they close it out in five. How they got there. I have no idea. Just astounding to me. Like I have because I, game three, they were awful. Yes, the Leafs were terrible <laughs> in game number three. I mean, legitimately bad. Ilya Samsonov has a phenomenal game. They find a way to score late, and then they win it in overtime. Then <laughs> four to one oh. with about ten minutes left, and the Tampa Bay Lightning implode, and the Leafs do it with points, uh, shots from the point, and deflections, and it, it's great because. Up in Canada, they do intermissions. It's Elliot Friedman, a friend of the show, all that. But they have Derek Lalone on. Yes. To talk about things during intermission. Like, you bring in a coach's voice. It's fantastic. He was an assistant with the Tampa Bay Lightning. And he spoke about Andre Vasilevsky being one of the lower percentage goalies 
when it comes to finding shots from the point. And there's a lot of like behind, like inside baseball stuff going on about his stance and how he looks around certain traffic to be able to get himself set for shots. And the Leafs have exploited that and made Vasilevsky over the last three games look incredibly, incredibly human. I'm with you. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do with my hands. I don't know how to feel about this. But I think the Toronto Maple Leafs are actually going to win a first-round series for the first time in 19 years. And I think they're going to do it by making Andre Vasilevsky look pedestrian. Yeah, which is what they've done in this series. I mean, last night, there's no way in hell that the Tampa Bay Lightning should have lost that game. None. There, 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 there is no explanation for it other than... Vasilevsky was bad. Yes. The, the only explanation for it is the Leafs are going to win the series. Like, like fate is finally on their side. And and here, here I, I just want to look ahead, right? Because we, we don't have to worry about the East. So we can, we can play yeah, this game. Yeah. Could it be the Toronto Maple yes. Leafs yes. that yes. derail... Yes. The Boston yes. Bruins. Yes. Because I have this feeling if they win this series. Oh, all bets are off. Yeah. Like, like at that like point. Like Austin Matthews got into a fight. Yes. I love it. You know what I mean? Like fight, air quotes, whatever. <laughs> but like, at least, he, at least he got up and tried. You know what I mean? Like, yes. At least yeah. He, and and I'm, I'm with you. Like, I'm rooting I, for him. I'm rooting I for Toronto. in this moment, number one, I, it'll be really good for my bracket. All about you. If Toronto, yeah, come on. <laughs> Mallard's not here. Someone's got to fill in. That's true. Um, I think the Leafs, if they unlock this, if they figure out the code for finishing off a series, I think they're going to be a problem. It's, it's a bit like, I'll use a baseball analogy. Mm-hmm. When the Boston Red Sox yep. were down three games to nothing against the New York Yankees in that series, and they somehow found a way to win that game four, and they were able to erase 85 years of just (laughs) nightmares. Once they won that series, you knew that the St. Louis Cardinals had zero shot because there there wasn't anything stopping the Red Sox from winning that. I kind of feel like if Toronto can get this job done, and and I think they close it out in five, I wouldn't want to be the boss of Bruins. Yeah, it's surprising. Um, and I'm not discounting the floor. Yeah, I am. The Bruins are winning. Yeah, it's over. Come on. The, it's, the, it's, the Panthers, they they made their push in game two. and They, they didn't take advantage of, of the series when yeah. they were the better team. And, yeah. and that's really what it, well, they, what it they, boils they, down they, to. They, they tried to goon it up, yeah. it, and, and it didn't work. Unfortunate for the Florida Panthers. Those are your one-timers for today, Tuesday, April 25th. If you want to win a Golden Knights hat, oh, and qualify for a pair of Golden Knights tickets to game number five, be caller number nine. VGK hat courtesy of Porta Subs with your caller number nine and will enter your name into a drawing to potentially win game five tickets. 702-876-1340. All of that courtesy of Porta Subs. Catching up with Chapman is next. All right, Ryan, I want to give a big shout-out to everybody who came out to Whiskey yesterday. Awesome. Uh, Karen, who listens to the show every day, she said she heard Chapman was there, and she wanted to come meet me. So, uh, Karen, thanks for showing up. She, I didn't, I didn't get her friend's name. She showed up with her friend, Joe. Oh, yeah. Avid listener was there, too. Nice. Uh, and uh, the, the crew at Whiskey was awesome. Like, yeah. 
The food was great. Oh. They've got like 75 whiskeys I know. In, in, on the menu. Like, that's incredible. But the best part, they have this patio. Mm-hmm. And, I saw the pictures. And like, you can go out on the patio and it's got a view of the north part of the strip in downtown mm-hmm. Vegas. Like, it's high up. Fantastic. If I, I, I'm going to go there again. It's awesome. I loved it. I'm jealous of you. Thank you so much for stepping in. No problem, man. Anytime. All right. Well, we're at, we're at Oyo tomorrow. No more no more. all-you-can-eat sushi, bud. I know. Mistake, man.